Well, Kurt, we want to welcome our guest uh, with us this morning, L.J. Dalton. She's in charge of our career development, and we're just excited that you are with us this morning. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, L.J., what other things are you in charge of here at the uh, the Haven Rest? One of them is our gardening program. Okay. For the resident men. And uh, what uh, isn't there another class that you teach as well? Is it having to do with the cooking, or is that connected with the That's gardening? That's connected with the gardening. Okay, okay. All right. So, LJ, uh, you've been with us going on 21 years. Uh, you actually took over the gardening class in 2010, I think you had mentioned. And here we are uh, in May, and the gardening project is back and up in operation. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the things that have been going on with the garden uh, this year, and also... Who's all involved in the garden? Who's this for? Okay, the gardens are for the resident men. We call it our outdoor classroom, and that was actually named by Reverend Kurt Thomas. Mm -hmm. But the classes (laughs) are held every Friday starting in March all the way through October. And the idea is to give the men just an introduction to gardening. Some of them have grown up on farms. Others have worked for different nurseries or gardening supply stores, but others have never been in there in a garden before. So we're dealing with a a wide variety of men and their experience. But the idea is to have them have a successful garden while they're here, not that they're going to go home and when they move out, plant an acre or anything like that, but we want to show them how they can plant their own vegetables and have those fresh vegetables rather than going to the store and buy them. Mm-hmm. And it also increases their excitement, you might say, to try new things. Whether it be a hobby or a different kind of profession, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. How do you um, nurture uh, perhaps an interest or get a guy to a man to um take the risk of because i'm thinking i'm thinking some people are maybe have a disposition that yeah i'm interested in in gardening i've done it before or yeah this is kind of interesting others may like uh, i don't have any idea about that at all and maybe i just don't want to even participate what's the you know what what's the uh I guess the opening line or yeah, to get somebody interested to try something new and overcome that, you know, gosh, I, I don't want to do it. Why am I here kind of thing, you know? Well, we do a lot of relating it to going out and looking for a job hmm. or while you're working. When the boss comes and says, I have a new project, I'd like you to be part of the team. Well, I've never done that before. Well, that's not the right response. And by trying something new here, in a safe environment, so to speak, then they would be more apt to try something new when they're working in a in the okay. working environment. Okay, good. All right. Well, you know, uh, Kurt and LJ, the gardens are actually on the Haven of Rest property. And a couple weeks ago, LJ, I seen just a lot of work going on over there with, I, I think you said, some master gardeners that you partner with. And they were doing some work over there. Why don't you tell us what was going on? Okay. As part of my team for teaching the gardening classes, I have 14 master gardeners. And these are Summit County Master Gardener volunteers. 
Plus, we have other volunteers that help out with the gardens. And what we did this past couple weeks, I guess it was two weeks ago, we redid the frames for the raised bed gardens. The, some of the wood had started rotting. It was six, seven years old, so it was time to replace it. And we were able to have that money for that wood donated. So we bought all the wood. Uh, the master gardeners got together, set up a date, and we built the frames, put them in place. We were out there with the string and making sure they were all lined up and how it needs to be. It needs to be looking nice. Since you have overseen, started overseeing the, the gardening program, you have made several, I would say, upgrades or changes to the original footprint of it out there. Why don't you tell us some of the things that you have done? Well, it started out as four 8 by 10 gardens when I took it over. And having just finished the Master Gardener certification, I knew that an 8-foot wide garden, 8 by 10 was too big because you'd have to walk through it. And that's never good for a garden. So what we mm. did is we made the garden smaller, 4 by 8. We started out with 8 of those, and we now have 12. We've also been able to... And you drew out all the... I remember you showing me, you know, you were the architect of that. <laughs> you drew them out, and um, I think we had a few conversations <laughs> about it and everything. But. And then we have been able to fence it, yeah, fence the garden area. Yeah. And we've also added a perennial garden, which those are flowers that come back every year. And then that's also a pollinator garden. So it's going to bring all the good insects wow. that help pollinate okay. the other plants. Right. Very good. So let's talk about uh, there's enormous benefit for uh, our participants on the program for doing this garden. I mean, there's a lot of biblical application for this. But let's talk about uh, the teams. How do you draw up the teams uh, as they do the gardens, and what are they allowed to plant? What's, what's the, do you give them any boundaries? How does that work? Okay, for the, when they first start their teams, I let them choose their own teams. And we have four to five on a team, depending on how many residents are on program at the time. Then I explain to them that when someone leaves the program or becomes an intern, finds a job, moves out, whatever the case might be, that the next man that comes on the program will go on their team. Just like in the workplace. You may start out with a team, but if someone leaves or gets moved to a different department, you don't get to choose the next person. So you learn to work with people that may not be your favorite. But it's all part of what, it's, what to expect when you go to the workplace. And may not be your favorite to start with, as we've many times have experienced, but after a couple of weeks, it's like, hey, you know what, you're all right, you know? And they're thinking, probably thinking the same thing uh, of us as well, you know? Um, what, what, what does the class consist of? Because I'm thinking of, okay, once you get your seeds planted, then a lot of that's in God's hands at that point, isn't it? Or is there things for the men to do? Well, actually, there's a lot that goes on before they even plant their seeds. Oh, okay. We give them instruction as to, we have a, a basic garden plan or a list of plants that everybody plants, and then they have a list of options. So we want to make it something that we know that they can succeed at, something that's basically easy to grow. 
Now, when they get on their own, they might try some wild and crazy things, and that's fine. But we want them to be able to succeed, experience that success. So there's figuring out what plants you want to plant, and then we give them a graph so they plan out where each of those plants is going to go. We okay. work with the square foot gardening, so each garden is divided into 32 squares, and then they decide where the plants are going as to what's the best place for them to grow. So you don't want to put the tomatoes at the south end because they're going to grow tall and shade everything else. Or if you're growing beans, you can't put those at the south end. You have to put those at the north end so that all the other plants get shade wow. or get the sun. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is, um, and what would you call it, the square foot? Square foot gardening. Okay. And what application is, is that used for? Because I'm thinking if people uh, have their own garden at home, do, do most people, is this something that gardeners probably can use at home or because I always thought, well, you just plant wherever. I mean, you're really thinking through this and I, you know, it's educating me as far as where these things are going to grow, but a uh, plant's the strategy where you're going to plant them. But um, is, is square foot to keep things organized best for like a group? Uh, well, actually, or or? every square foot is about the size of a large container. Okay. So they can take what they learn in what they can plant in a square foot and they can put it in a container. It could be a five-gallon bucket. It could be a round garden container. Okay. So they can take the what they learn in the square foot and put it into a smaller. I see. Okay. So after class time, when they're mm -hmm. wherever they land, so to speak. Right. Okay. Well, you know, LJ, the gardening season, it starts early in spring. And then usually you wrap it up maybe in the fall time. Is that correct? Right, in October. In October. And uh, the impact, because uh, I've heard the stories, you know, some guys, oh, boy, what am I doing the gardening for? I, I don't have no experience. And then they fall in love with it. But I think you have some, some testimonies or some stories uh, of some residents that were a part of this. And maybe our listening audience would like to hear some of those, those testimonies. Okay, this is from one that was a past participant. It says, coming from former experiences with gardening, I didn't have much success. But after learning from the master gardeners the correct way to garden, I've had substantially better success with gardening as part of my team and now on my own. And this was from a graduate of our outdoor classroom. At first, I thought this project was going to be a waste of my time. <laughs> I didn't come all the way across the country to play in the dirt. But what I didn't realize was that this would be so much more than just planting vegetables and flowers. Sure, there's a commitment to each day tending to the garden, but also a commitment to each other as a team. What I've learned is that relationship is the key to anything we want to grow, whether it be a garden or even our lives. Very good. Boy, these guys turn into theologians mm -hmm. by the time it's done there. Very good. Um, Wow, that's really well. You must have some thick skin uh, on the first week or two, <laughs> and, then, and then it kind of loosens up from there. So, um, well, I I was just going to ask you, and you just answered the question: the the spiritual applications, um, and it sounds like it just kind of teaches itself there in many ways. I think LJ, one of the things that I'm uh, I just really kind of get my eyes open to here. We've had John before, and we've talked about certain things, but uh, all the, no pun intended, but the groundwork that you lay uh, prior to the class even getting off the, even starting. I mean, 
Um, I, you, you've said before that gardeners really kind of start, start to come alive first of the year when it's in the winter season because I think you said that they start going through planning of um, – that's how a typical gardener thinks. I, I, I want you um, just uh, share a little bit where my mind's kind of uh, spaced out, but you – it's a year-round – thinking in some ways i mean for you right there i mean because in during the off season when it's cold outside you're still probably thinking about gardening or what's coming up or so what, what do you think about just let me hear your words because you're going to be articulate about it well we actually start meeting in january as a team and this is the team of master gardeners and we call ourselves the coaches because we're not in there to do the work for them we're there to coach them along we don't go in and pull out the weeds, but we'll show them what the weeds are so that they know the difference between a weed and a new seedling. Mm-hmm. So they're not pulling up what they just planted. But we go through when we decide what kind of guest speakers we want to have, and we contact those. We had someone come in on a different way of watering your plants using pop bottles. And then someone came in and did a presentation on square foot gardening. So we're putting together... Actually, this year we're putting together laminated sheets for each team that show what their plan is and what it's going to look like when it's ready to pick and just a few details about it. Mm. And then we're putting together planting sheets. We've had a class on how to plant a plant where some people think you just stick it in the ground where you have to, usually it's a little bit root bound, so you have to break up the roots before you put in the ground. Some need to be soaked in water before they're put into the ground. So there's a lot of different things that are involved depending on what you're planning. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, and it's very educational class. I mean, I've learned a lot from what you have shared over the years, LJ. And in saying all of this, uh, you guys are going to Cincinnati, uh, I think, sometime this year. Why don't you talk a little bit about what's what's happening with Cincinnati and the Garden Project? Okay, uh, the... Haven Arrest Resident Garden Project was nominated or was chosen for Summit County as the Outstanding Master Gardener Volunteer Project. In September, we'll be going to Cincinnati and we will be competing against other projects and hopefully we will come back as State Project of the Year. Gosh, there's a lot of other questions I could could ask. That's uh, very informative. I can even imagine our listeners right now um, writing notes down as you're talking and uh, thinking about their gardens uh, today. But uh, I guess we'll just close it now with a, a prayer request, as we typically do with those that are here. Uh, we ask them, how can we and our listening audience pray for, for you and specifically maybe for the men that are uh, participating in your class? Well, pray for the men as their teams change and as they learn to work together as a team because part of their gardens is maintenance and they have to work out between the the team members when they're going to water, who's going to water, how often, did it rain too much today, do we have to water tomorrow, those kind of things. That's all. We work through those things with them, but it comes down to they have to make the decision. So, and as far as prayer for me, as me and the team work together to help the men, that the men be open 
to our instruction and that we be open to their ideas also. Because, as I said, some of them have gardened before Mm -hmm. and been raised on a farm or worked in a garden center. So they have new ideas and that we would be open to their ideas as well. well. And I imagine they have probably a lot to offer Mm -hmm. uh, some of the less experienced guys or maybe the ones that have never touched a garden before too so that's kind of it's kind of neat to see your uh expertise and and theirs can how they can work together so well praise the lord for what's uh what's transpiring and um the growth that's going to take place both in the garden but in the men's lives uh, and in yours as well this summer so thank you for taking time to share this with us it's been very interesting very informative and um we just pray that uh well, God, you know, Reverend Walker used to say, God's weather never interferes with God's programming. And, I, it, boy, if there's one area of this mission that probably takes that to heart, that's probably your uh, gardening classroom because uh, <laughs> the weather, you're all about the weather out there, so you really rely on that. So, anyways, thanks for being here today, and uh, best of luck, and God bless you as, uh, as you lead the gardening. Thank you.